Welcome to the Be Well Buzz Podcast, your number one weekly source for natural health and wellness. Hello, I'm Dr. Anthony G. Beck, and lately, of course, we could all attest to the fact that there's been a lot of concern and talk about the current Ebola outbreak in West Africa. So I've gotten quite a bit of few uh, questions from uh, patients and uh, family members and just want to know what my take on this particular uh, drama that's unfolding out there in the national headlines is all about. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you uh, if it's of a concern to be justified or not. But for now, I want you to pay close attention uh, to what I'm about to share with you, okay? Because there is an epidemic breaking out, and it's a deadly and destructive epidemic uh, that can really do catastrophic damage to a country and its people. Now, it's not an Ebola epidemic. Uh, It's actually worse. It's an epidemic of fear and misdirection. And this epidemic of fear and misdirection uh, is not caused only by the presence of a terrible microbial disease, but by the sense that there's no leadership that people can trust and that people are, uh, that are in charge of defending us against these type of uh, microbial uh, epidemics and so forth, uh, that the people that are responsible for providing the, the protection for a populace are actually asleep at the wheel. And they continue to flounder, they lie uh, to the populace about it, and even cover their own mistakes. Well, when you get right down to it, This fear and misdirection epidemic is really caused by a belief that, in the case of Ebola, um, it's the virus that has the most potential to do widespread damage. Well, this simply is not the case. And the greatest damage actually comes not from having a balanced understanding as to what health threats we're truly faced with. And by looking at what I call the entertainment industry, uh, most people refer to them as the news media, uh, one would think that we have a huge looming threat of a cool-sounding virus poised to sweep our nations. And then we have these images that kind of looks like what I, I, I see as like a little Mickey Mouse head on the end of a, of a string. And this kind of dominates the imagery that we're saturated with um, as of late. And, and it's really issued as a symbol of an impending doom. Well, I feel that the trouble uh, is really behind all this is one of two human mechanisms. And the vast majority of people seem to relinquish their uh, personal vigilance Uh, Because either one, uh, they see the folly and all this hype and ignorance, and they just discard any and all dialogue just as a reflex. Or, number two, they stop thinking for themselves, and they fail to personally research and simply swallow doses of whatever is spoon-fed to them. So people either love or hate the drama. And it doesn't have to really be this way. And all people need is just a little honesty, a little leadership, and to do a little research and use some common sense logic that we all know that in times of woe, we can really find a tremendous amount of comfort and reassurance if we only turn to it. So let me try to tell you uh, what there is to fear and why there is cause for optimism and what actions we need to take. 
So EBOV, or the Ebola virus, is a pretty simple strand of RNA that produces a hemorrhagic fever. And in its late stages, it actually destroys the walls of blood vessels and causes a whole host of horrific symptoms for those infected. And Ebola, though uh, many of us are just now uh, hearing about it, it's nothing new. And it's actually been around and playing havoc uh, since the early 1970s. And incidentally, it's not swept the whole continent of Africa, uh, nor has it jumped all over the globe in an epidemic fashion. So when you're seeking to understand viruses, one thing that's really super important to understand is something called the critical number or the basic reproduction number. Now, in epidemiology, the basic reproduction number of an infection can be thought of as a, the, the number of cases one generates on average over the course of its infectious period and an otherwise um, uninfected population. It's the term or representative number that authorities will actually use to assess our ability to contain an outbreak should it occur. And this basic reproduction number, uh, we actually call it R sub zero, but it's usually spoken of as R naught. And so if the R naught is less than one, the disease dies out over time. And if greater than one, it can grow. And with the greater the number, the faster it can grow. Well, let me give you some perspective. There was a deadly outbreak of influenza back in the early 1900s, I believe 1918 within the United States. And it spread easily by airborne droplets from people sneezing and coughing. And it had an R-naught of two to three. And now this means that every infected person infected two to three more. Now we've all heard of measles and measles is actually completely airborne and is extremely infectious. So it has an R-naught of 12 to 18. Now Ebola in its present form has an R-naught of only one to two. And that number is really, really low because Ebola is not transmitted either through the air or even through droplets like measles or the flu. To contract Ebola from a human, you need to be in direct physical contact with a visibly symptomatic carrier. And even the virus cannot pass through healthy skin, but it has to enter through the mouth, the eyes, the nose, cuts in the skin and things like that. So then it has to make its way past the human immune system, but more on that one in just a minute. This is why uh, all the people we're hearing about in the media were healthcare workers. And they were in direct and repeated direct contact with symptomatic patients without using proper precautions at all times. So even at the R0 number, that's still a positive number uh, of one to two that Ebola has. And then, and again, albeit it's a low number. That actually uh, means that the disease doesn't have this virility that we would normally think about. And, but the one thing that we need to keep in mind is that the existing reproductive rate of that 1 to 2 for Ebola is artificially much, much higher than it would be in a developed country such as the United States. Uh, and this is because it's derived from conditions that we now see in West Africa, where hygiene and sanitary conditions are just absolutely appalling, and there's no effective isolation uh, that's really uh, available. It's kind of impossible to do, given those type of conditions and lack of health care down there. And by the basic reproduction number, Ebola is less viral than that of the common flu. 
So Ebola's relative low infection index is as high as it is because exclusively you find this in poverty, lack of proper education, lack of uh, health care resources. And then in West Africa, there's a burial custom in African culture where the tradition actually dictates that the relatives wash the blood off the infected bodies by hand. And blood, in the case of Ebola, is extremely contagious. And there's not a lot of rubber gloves and surgical masks in West Africa. And then there's another factor. Ebola is not just spread by contact. It is also spread by fear. And in Africa, that fear also drives these numbers much higher than they normally would be. And I'll give you an example. Uh, Back this year, on September 18th, uh, there was at least eight government health care workers and journalists who were found hacked to death in a latrine in Guinea. And they were murdered in cold blood by villagers who thought that they were in fact the ones spreading the disease intentionally. Now, there are also reports of relatives breaking into hospitals in West African countries, assaulting medical staff, and actually removing by force extremely infectious individuals while shouting, there is no Ebola. And so these are examples of how fear can really perpetuate the spread of a disease such as Ebola. And riots have even broken out in uh, Guyanian cities where healthcare workers who were spraying disinfectants were thought to be spreading disease. And when a population begins to attack healthcare workers, doctors, and hospitals, instead of embracing them, well, that isn't a good thing. And luckily, we don't see this type of behavior in educated uh, industrial countries that actually have a more established healthcare system. So now, despite these positive factors, this outbreak is, is really, in fact, a very serious condition. And Ebola, unlike most viruses, uh, which can survive outside of a living body for only a few seconds or a few minutes, appears to be able to remain viable for many days. So it's a very persistent agent, and hence the the biohazard suits and things that you see so often uh, in news reports. And of course, once contracted, the disease is extremely potentially lethal, and the fatality rates are as high as 90% gone untreated and uh, at least 50% in good conditions with treatment. Uh, This is why oftentimes we're seeing patients desiring to actually go to different locations where the, the healthcare can actually be more supportive. And so this is, in fact, a very serious problem, but not an unmanageable one, one that we really need to, uh, to fear, much less panic about, and especially if you live in a developed country. Now, I suspect more people are going to die before those riddled with fear get their sense about them. But the case of it breaking out into our population the way it has in West Africa is absolutely remote. What is interesting is to compare and contrast a much larger potential problem of disease introduction into, say, the United States. You know, at present, it's easy to see that our federal authorities don't seem to give a second thought when large numbers of individuals come to the country illegally, crossing our southern border, carrying just a variety of serious uh, possible infections, both viral and bacterial. And... This may come as a surprise, but microbes such as communicable virus and bacterium, they're no respecter of persons, politics, or social views. And they don't discriminate against anyone. And they're actually what I call equal opportunity infectors. So 
here is the light that really needs to be shed on this particular situation. And regardless of how you're wired or what prism you look through, the best defense that we all have is our own mind and actions. So like I said earlier, the problem is fear and misdirection. So you see, fear is only present in the absence of information. And all you have to do when you find yourself holding hands with fear in the dark is to seek the light. And knowledge is light and knowledge is power. But light is the best sanitizer. So you really want to reveal to yourself true understandings based upon your own personal investigation. Uh, it's truly the best way to dispel fear and misinformation. So don't rely on what is dosed to you via entertainment knuckleheads and what we see on TV or hear on social media. Find out for yourself and always seek to ask questions. And like I said, Ebola has been around for 40 years and at present, um, there's a small outbreak in just a few countries on the west side of the continent of Africa. And so there's no need to panic and fear, much less a conflated idea that we somehow have to get the United States government or other countries' governments and military to rush in and save us all. Uh, not one in our general population has ever been infected. Not one. And so I see all these hundreds of millions of dollars and all the attention being given based on fear. And I can't help but to think about how all this money could be better spent on educating people uh, of these affected countries and helping them clean up their communities and building clean homes and water and sewer systems. So this great epidemic of fear is causing so much but doing very little to correct the true root causes of disease. Now. Back to that I mentioned about the human immune system I referred to earlier. Second only after the power of knowledge in our mind is the health of our immune system when it comes to combating little bugs like Ebola. And this is because what makes the difference between those who die from such infections are those whose immune systems are not compromised through malnutrition or an impaired immune system, and then those that actually have this innate capacity to fight and even respond better if medical treatment is actually needed. So what actions we all need to take are those that promote and protect our health from diseases that are truly epidemic. You know, these being, of course, things like chronic disease epidemics of cardiovascular disease, cancer, obesity, uh, diabetes which collectively kill thousands and thousands of people every single day across the globe without fail. Now talk about an outbreak. And these just don't get the same coverage because they don't have that same fear marketability. Well, this outbreak is global and it's been going on way before Ebola, for crying out loud. Those chronic diseases are things that are truly issues that we should focus on. and. Quite frankly, they're, they're 70 to 80% preventable, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So, uh, but if we do take a look at what medical science knows is that 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our GI tract. This is a fact. And so it only makes a, uh, the greatest sense to really devote a lot of attention to that area of our bodies. And we do this by, of course, starting with healthful eating and the selection of foods that we actually stick in our mouths and maintaining our own healthy gut microbiome. So realize not every single person who comes in contact uh, with a person infected uh, with say Ebola gets infected. Why is that? Because it's a matter of proper precautions, hygiene, and a healthy immune system. 
this is where one's focus truly should be. And so I always recommend throw out the hand sanitizer and just increase your frequency of washing your hands. Keep our environment clean. And this even means all those digital devices that never get a bath like your phone or your keyboard. And get more than enough sleep and get beneficial probiotic bacteria into your intestines regularly. So there's a great reason for optimism as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the current Ebola headlines. And I strongly urge you to research for yourself and uh, know what the truth is regarding infectious diseases. It will protect you from the fear and misdirection. Above all else, empower your mind and your immune system. Then you'll truly be free of stress, uh, worry, and fear that perpetuates even more misdirection. So I hope this makes sense. I hope it uh, touches in the right place so that way you can understand that truly you are in control of yourself, your environment, how your mind thinks and is affected by fear and misdirection that's out there. Until next time, let's live life in balance. Thank you for listening. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for more natural health information and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family and friends. Stay tuned for more from Be Well Buzz.